Hello and welcome back to the Number Nine podcast with me, Alex Valenti, and me, Guy Robson. Um, this is the second time we've recorded this episode today because my girlfriend decided to FaceTime me during the recording, and it just deleted the track. So, if you're watching this, which I doubt you are, because you don't like football, thanks, Maggie. Anyways, though, um, we're back. Let's go back to the top of our notes and start again. <laughs> um, so we're back hopefully for the foreseeable now um, I think it was quite a difficult time to start a podcast about Newcastle during 100%. the World Cup But now that's over, Christmas is over, Premier League games are back on New Year Yeah, there's a lot more to talk about um, So I find it's quite hard to talk about something that's not really changing during like a drought period yeah. of a month it was um, difficult wasn't it? Definitely But we've got Leicester times two to talk about we've got Leeds Arsenal and unfortunately Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> yeah but I uh, should we start off with the Leicester away the Leicester game? game it was it was interesting that game because it wasn't the best I've ever seen us play but we just completely overpowered them and that early goal really really finished them off. oh 100% um, I think as soon as that first goal went in they were just completely left open for us um, got another one in straight away and then another one at 30 minutes and I think we kind of dropped off in the second half but is there really any reason to keep going when you're 3-0 up just yeah. rest people for the next game um, I think it was that Almiron goal for me it was Oh, it's mate. been nominated for goal. It's been nominated for goal of the you month. You know the thing is, they've nominated it and they've put the clip on, but they've missed Bruno's the pass, pass out and the Megs and like yeah, like that. That is what makes it goal of the month, in my opinion. The whole run up to the goal, the finish is a bang average Almiron finish, which I know is way better than a lot of players can do. But it's the build up and it's the build up and the one two as well oh it's gorgeous I was saying it to a couple of my mates and I was like if you watched on Twitter and you saw PSG's game last night and that was Neymar and Messi you would not doubt it for a second no. the close control to weaving out them defenders and slotting in the bottom corner was oh, just 100% beautiful. it was amazing but it, was um, a, it was a big win 100% um, I was really nervous for it especially coming back after the Bournemouth game which yeah. we didn't play too well we got the result but I just I was really worried yeah. after that thinking we'd lost our momentum because Newcastle have always been a very mm-hmm. momentum based club. Yeah. But I think Leicester was just a breath of fresh air, just seeing us come back on fire again. But Yeah, agreed. Uh, it, le- was, it was nice to see though because I thought sometimes we win and we might win one nil or two nil, but it's been a little bit of time obviously that's basically because of the World Cup since I've seen us win mm-hmm. by a big scoreline and we'll fully deserve them three points and the three goals against that oh definitely um, I think leading on the Leeds very different very different feel of play um, quite, I was just saying when we recorded this the first time um, Leeds standing up to us was quite similar to us standing up to Arsenal I think them games were quite a parallel Um Leeds definitely deserved the point. Yeah, we, they did. We had the chances, we just we can't execute a finish. They, um, yeah. Which is, that's the thing with us, I think. The reason we've got the best fence in the league sh- shows a lot in terms of where we're on the league table. Mm-hmm. We don't concede many goals. However, it's very hit and miss with us scoring goals, yeah. a lot of them as mm-hmm. well. Um, I think with Isaac now back and fit, I think that could change, but I think 
with Maxman in the squad, out the squad, Wilson in the squad, out the squad with illness. I think we'll be relying on the wide players, one wide yeah. player with Almron, to get us all the goals. And his form, as much as I love him, isn't going to last forever to that level. No. So you've got to integrate other players into the team, and then you've got to find a way of scoring more goals. I, I think touch wood, Isak's um, ill, well, not illness, injury was just a yeah. fluke. Yeah. Because if, if we have two strikers who cannot stay, stay fit through. for more than three games, it's just not. Yeah, and if you look back at end well. Yeah, <laughs> if you look back at Isaac's like record in terms of injuries, it's not bad. So I just feel like it should be okay. Have you yeah. seen the Alexander Isak Thierry Henry compilation? Yeah, it's class. <laughs> there is similarities in terms of how they play. I think Isak's goals were nicer, in my opinion. That's going to be nice. So. <laughs> He was like the the nutmeg and then just smashing it top right corner and falling over. That was absolutely beautiful. Um, for Sweden, that for was Sweden yeah, yeah. It was gorgeous. Uh, I think it would have been a different story if he was playing in the Leeds game because he can actually bury yeah. anything he's got in front of him. Unlike Chris Wood, um, wow. he's confident on the ball. He's, he's got the ball at his feet and his head's up. He knows where he's going to play it. It's... Um, doesn't seem tricky for him. It's a bit like Haaland. Haaland doesn't seem yeah. to find anything difficult, and that's what you need in a striker. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the only comparison you, comparison you can make between Chris Wood and Erling Haaland. But yeah, <laughs> how shit Chris yeah. Wood is. <laughs> I think Erling Haaland with one leg is better than Chris Wood with two. So. Oh, hundred percent. But yeah, it was it was a tough game, and it was it was the kind of game. It was very similar to the Palace game which we were cheated out when that push from Tarek Mitchell mm. should have been a goal, we should have won that game. But that Leeds game was very, very similar to the Bournemouth game, where with that finish 0-0 as well. Or was it 1-1, sorry, where Isaac scored a penalty. Oh, I and, that eye. But that Bournemouth game and the Leeds game were very, very similar in terms of they played us exactly how we don't want. We want teams now to go for us. Aye. Well, to a certain extent. That leads straight on Arsenal and the meltdown that occurred after that. Um, I think the fans and the team um, of Arsenal really expected us to just bend over for them, just yeah. let them in and score. And we didn't do that. We did exactly what Leeds did against us. Played really well. Six minutes in, we were a bit, bit scared like because they just dominated. But I think when we made it at 30 minutes, we just... Really started working hard and yeah. getting chances. Uh, Grinded the result out, didn't? Yeah, Joel had a few close calls. Yeah, I think. I think if we won that one nil, it would have been even, even more of a meltdown. Because I, I think it's the start of a, a new sort of Everton Newcastle esque rivalry. Agreed. Um, this could be one for the ages. This it really could because it's two teams who are. I think we're quite a similar type of team. Yeah, you could. I do see similarities between the two, and I don't mind Arsenal really as a club compared. Right, yeah. I don't really like Man United, and I don't really like Liverpool or Everton. I don't mind Arsenal, mm-hmm. but I mean, we're, we're both teams that have had some sort of hardship in the past exactly. ten years. I mean, Arsenal obviously have done way better. They've never like had a proper hardship time like us. Fourteen years of just dross, but mm-hmm. still, you can see. On a different level, they've on, had on some a different level, they have had hardship, and, and now both both of us coming up and just being a, like top flight teams again, there's going to be some sort of head clash. Yeah, 
but it was a it was a really hard fought shit house result and it's good to see that even when we have the technical players like Bruno and we've got uh, Almiron and we've got Botman, we've got that link <clears> of <throat> play, we can still grind out a result when we need right. to. And I think it's impressive. Best player on the pitch against Arsenal was Botman. Absolutely. Yeah, he was phenomenal. It's it's confidence. It's like something we haven't had for years and years and years. It's just a player that looks confident on the ball. Botman, he's just he's cool, composed. Whenever the ball lands at his feet, he's just he knows exactly what to do with it. And that's the same with Isak. Yeah. We've been we've had people like Daryl Janmaat. Yeah. Uh, still got people like Murphy just don't really see. But I mean I think I think we have had some good players. Oh in yeah, we have it's had just, good, but just not to that level. Not to the level we're start like starting to attract at the minute. Um, yeah. A year on since we signed Trippier, I I can't believe it's been a year. It's incredible, um, isn't it? A year ago, yesterday, wasn't it? It was like. Yeah. But then I was speaking to like a few of my older mates and my dad, and he was saying, apart from John from Woodgate on his day. Sven Botman is the best central defender he's seen in Newcastle United and mm. I think that speaks volumes for someone who's only been here a year yeah. not even that yet he's not even been here a year he didn't see the vision at first did he no um, that's my one little flaw about him but I think watching people like Trippier come over and seeing how well we started doing people are starting to see the vision a bit more but I, I will always have respect for Trippier because he was the first person through the doors he saw it straight away Um He's, he's he's almost like a manager on the pitch, Trippier. He's at every every claim. He's got every player's back. He's just he's class. He's, a, um, he's, he's our captain, really, isn't he? A hundred percent. Lascelles is not the captain. He's not the captain. He's the club captain, but on the pitch, he's not on the pitch. So he's not the captain in my eyes. But no. I think we've got quite a lot of leaders in that team now. I'm, I'm sorry, but how how can you have a player who never plays as the club captain? I know, but then... That's I, my one little flaw. I see that, and I also see from another perspective, like when um, Ten Hag came into Man United and there was talk about him changing captaincy from Harry Maguire and mm, giving it yeah, to someone yeah. else, and when Ronaldo was chopping and changing with Bruno Fernandes, and it can lead to problems, so you might just be better off leaving it until he's gone and uh, changing it. Yeah, I do. I rather do agree. than causing a bit of uproar. Because as much as I respect Trippi, I don't think he's demanding to come in and come, no, I'm going to yeah, be the captain. To be honest, he's not the kind of player like to that. To be honest, yeah, that's a really good point. I know the fans want him to be captain, but Trippi is not the type of person to come in and strip ourselves of that. Yeah, he's an he's, experienced he's, player. He's not yeah. going to cause chaos. And no, no, definitely not. That's a really good point. Um, I, I think also looking at the games we've played we do have to look at the Sheffield game last night um, a lot to say about it um, there's the lineup, the circumstance um, I, I just really I, I think the standout point of that game is that we don't have squad depth if a team that wants to be challenging for Champions League I know we said we'd be happy with top 10 but at the minute we're challenging for Champions League if we play a second team and lose to a League One side, it speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. When you've, you you were saying before, um, as I said when we recorded this the first time, that Man City have anyone who comes on the pitch for Man City is world class. Yeah, they don't bring someone in and take a step back. We like, don't have that. If we're 
when we were playing against Arsenal, I was thinking we could score here. Like we, we, we could go one nil up. I don't know for how long, but then he brought Wood on, and I, I know Wilson needs to be rested for whatever, and he, he's been yeah. ill and that. But it feels like a step back. It's like yeah, you feel like all your confidence in the team that they could score a goal and pinch it goes. Yeah, and it's the same with Murphy. Like. Yeah. Willick will have a really good game running up and down absolutely knackers himself Murphy comes on then you may as well keep Willick on you might as well keep a tired Willick on exactly um, if I run through the team from last night we had De Bracker in goal which was surprising to see I thought personally I mm-hmm. thought I thought Carries might have got a game and I thought Darlow potentially I didn't expect De Bracker to just come no, back to go straight not. in we played the back four of Lewis, Botman, Lascelles, Mankiel. We played a midfield three of Anderson, Longstaff and Joe Linton. And then we have an attack, a very, very strange attack, of Murphy, Matt Ritchie and Alexander Isaac. Ritchie played well. Ritchie played well. He did play really well. Um, I think it showed that at that level he is a very good player yeah. against a team like that. Mm-hmm. He's, he's always... He was world class for a championship player. Oh, like yeah. he was absolutely yes. amazing, Matt Ritchie. But then it shows. It also highlighted last night the shite that we have in our team and the players like Jamal Lewis and Jacob Murphy who looked out of their depth last night and looking out of their depth against a team second in League One yeah. is embarrassing. It's embarrassing for Newcastle and it's embarrassing for them because as much they never. I don't think Jamal Lewis will ever put on a Newcastle United shirt ever again. No, but when's he going to play? Unless it's a crisis and four left backs or four left backs, all our left backs and all our right backs tear the ACL, and he's the only player left. Apart from that, he's the only player that could play. That's the thing. It's 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 bad for him and it's bad for us. It's like we don't need a player like him, and he probably, with it being his job, wants a bit of game time. Um, I mean. He deserves game time, and I just don't think He's he belongs in this in this club. Because I, I think we need a bench that is just extensively used. We can have a different squad every week, keep everyone fit. Um, our problem is, I think it it also kind of made a few issues with the the link in between the players. Is that we play the same squad week in week out? Yeah. Um, having a back four of Lewis and Manquillo with Botman and Lascelles like yeah. Botman hasn't played with those other three defenders Botman's now played season. yesterday going look at this around me I've only got Byrne I've only got Shaw I've only got Trippier he's Why got people he can trust around, around him and then he had Jamal Lewis who couldn't trap a ball last no. night and it, I think just the whole difference in the squad it, it's literally like Newcastle aren't playing that is not our lineup. no yeah. I, I don't see that as us losing because we didn't play our team it, yeah you know what I mean, but you do have to think though. We've got a quarter final yeah. in three days. And we've well, only it's two been a year now. since we've had a takeover, and the change is incredible. But you can still see the fact that it's only been a year because we've only had two transfer windows. Aye. Now I'm in the third transfer window, and I just feel like you, you've got Botman there as a left centre half. He's mm-hmm. a he's league level player, and you've got Jamal Lewis next to him on the left, and he's a league one level player. How come we've got? I think Botman's 21. Yeah, 21. We've got a player who is exceptional, like, amazing at 21. He's a young lad, right? And then you've got Sean Longstaff. That young Geordie lad. At, like, 26. And people still try and say he's a young lad. Botman is a young lad. Yeah. (laughs) Ellie Anderson's a young lad. 
Sean Longstaff is not a young Geordie lad anymore. He's Geordie. He's mediocre. And he's so, a lad. He's a lad, yeah, technically. But he just, he's just shit. He is. And he was another one last night who just went missing against a team oh, like that. He should be passing and running rings around mm-hmm. there. One thing did annoy me last night was the whole meltdown over San Maximan. Um, Agreed. It just really feels like people want him out and they're looking for a reason to say he's leaving. It's... Um, like Cher didn't travel down Wilson didn't travel down Nick Pope didn't travel down no one butts an eyelid when Wilson misses out on a game because of illness Um, it's just accepted so why can't it be accepted for Maximin I just think people are looking for reasons to think oh he's leaving but why when you watch Murphy play Week in, week out, shit. Would you still want Maximin to leave? He's leagues and leagues better. Even if Maximin just stays as a sub and comes on when we've improved our midfield, he's a good player. He fits in, he's changing, he's passing. He's like There's been two instances where he's had a one-on-one and he's passed it, which is nothing like what he would have ever no. done a couple of years yeah. ago. It's shown his growth already. It, it's, it's, just, just, it's just a shame the ball landed at Chris Wood's feet. Oh, um, last Oh man, how can you say you're a striker and not be able to kick it anywhere near the goal? Fair enough if he, if the keeper saved it, or hit the crossbar, or just went anywhere close to the goal. But it was literally like Harry Kane's penalty. Yeah, it was. It you can't call yourself a striker if you shoot worse than Fabian Scher, our centre back. Yeah. And what I want to highlight is I don't want to just talk about how bad we were. I want to also no, give no. some credit to them because. They they did do quite well. They played yeah. the three at the back and they played with weight with their full backs and I think that causes some. I problems. just I just think it, it was a bit embarrassing that their striker Windus or Dean Windus, yeah. Class. He can just bury anything that lands his feet. Yeah. And our twenty five million pound striker cannot hit the target. What speaks volumes is I think if I did the poll on Twitter right now saying would you swap Dean Windus for Newcastle? I think sorry, Josh Windus, his dad's Dean Windus. Yeah. Um, Josh Windus, um, if I swapped him, for, would you swap him for Chris Wood? I think it would be an overwhelming yes. It would. Yeah, probably. probably. I mean, saw his chance. Yes, you, you do have the the factors to consider that um, Chef Wed wanted the yeah. a League One team with the chance of upsetting a top flight this year Premier League side. Yeah, yeah. You've got that underdog syndrome type thing. I know you yeah, had yeah. a. Was it Blythe Spartans in the FA Cup yeah. a few yeah. years ago? Yeah, they got yeah, really yeah. far. And they're like a Bournemouth team. Bournemouth were a National League yeah. team and they, they're still in it now. So it's that type of thing and I, I think that is a really powerful mindset that those teams can have and it does does get to the big teams who try and sit back a bit and then get caught out by an overwhelmingly good side. And, I mean, Chef Wed didn't have much play on the ball but... Yeah, we had when most they did, it was quality, yeah. to be honest. And what really, really frustrated me is going on Twitter and the Mackhams are already at it. Oh, we're in the <laughs> Cup. And I'm looking at it, oh. we beat them 5-0 last year. But they're also forgetting that they got knocked out the FA, they got knocked out the Carabao Cup by Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. And it's that sad for them that they have to celebrate them small, it's not even a victory for them, it's just no, getting knocked out of the cup, it doesn't benefit them, them at all. <laughs> it's just it's embarrassing, but oh, mate. It, I just have to say because it was really frustrating last night looking at them talking about that. But I guess that's why they're doing it. But yeah, good luck yeah. to them in the championship, I guess. But 
I, I'm not going to dwell on it too much. It, it, no. It was... I, I don't know if Howe's even that bothered. Um, we've got a quarter-final and we've got an important league run. I don't think it's worth adding another Cup. troublesome yeah. cup into a mixing pot. We've already got another one cup of focus on. I yeah. don't think we really need to. Especially this, like this soon in our campaign as Newcastle now. I thought uh, last night stood out. I was watching Eli Anderson and I really wanted to do well. But when you watch them receive the ball in that league and stuff, and it's different because when I watched them come on in the Carabao Cup a few a few months ago. You could see he's like ready to come on and, yeah. and dictate play and run in behind. But last time when he was getting the ball, he was like receiving it and he's been caught and stuff. And I, I, I think, think he it, needs another load. How old is he? I think he's nineteen. I think. See, the, the thing is, I always, I do, I do really pity the quote unquote like wonder kids because yeah. they're so young that they're only like a year or two older than us, and they've got this pressure on them to play well yeah. in Premier League football and if, if they don't do well it's like oh he's, maybe he's not as good as we thought but he's 19, he's 19. He, give him a chance he yeah. needs to he play needs a, elsewhere he needs, he needs a loan he does and how says he's not sending him on loan but how is he going to get used to playing if he doesn't play he needs game time he needs to work his way up and then when he comes back he'll be ready and then he'll be a wonder kid but you cannot put that amount of pressure on him and then, and then just be annoyed when he doesn't play as well but, um, but about the game on Tuesday yeah very Massive. excited scarves Gallagher we're end we're both going in the Gallagher oh I'm buzzing my first time I've got there. scarves out I do have a bit of a curse though whenever I've got a good seat we just don't score I hope it runs but. out tomorrow so, <laughs> definitely I mean Tuesday So, but it was just it's it's such a massive game. It's the first we've been in in this competition for a long time. Long, long time. Yeah. It's it's a winnable game. It's a that's, winnable that's game. That's the thing. And you can see a clear route to the. Final. If we were coming up against City, I'd be nervous. I just I wouldn't be this confident. But seeing as though we've just demolished them three 0 I think we'll just come back wanting more. Play a strong team. Yeah. And really give it to them. Hundred percent. I hope to go first. Yeah. Do you think Isak will play? I think I don't. I don't think he'll start. I'd be surprised if he starts. I hope he comes on. I think he'll definitely be on the bench if all things go well. I think he only played forty-five minutes yesterday. Forty-five minutes coming back. Fitness, yeah. Forty-five minutes is good. I thought he'd get twenty at the end. He definitely should be able to play half an hour on. hundred oh, percent. Even if hopefully we'll have Wilson and Isak in the squad together. We've never seen that before. Yeah. Um, but if Wilson can play sixty. Isak can play 30, yeah, that would be class for me. Or even if you play, I think we've seen with Isak, he can play out wide as well. So oh, uh, yeah. If you're, if I'm Eddie Howe and I'm thinking, hmm, where 1-1, one, one, 25 minutes left, do I bring on Jacob Murphy or Alexander Isaac? Like, you've got to use your brain there. And <laughs> if they're both fit, you can't bring on Jacob Murphy because he is horrific. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to, um, we'll have to, Talk about this game after Tuesday though, because I'm oh, absolutely buzzing for we'll it. Talk about next week because it's a massive game and we'll start to get really excited for win this. There's oh, already definitely. some fans booking them, uh, hotels in London and stuff like Adam that. Adam absolutely. I don't know him got, got to respect him. Yeah, he's, he's putting in the graft, seeing the ladies team, the lads and the ladies. He hasn't missed a game yet. It's absolutely class to that be honest. The scarves out on Tuesday. The flags are out. Under the lights of St James's, we've got a real oh, chance to go for it. What, what time is kick-off? Is it's it like quarter to eight, I think. Oh, that's the best best kick-off yeah, time. Yeah, I love a nighttime game at St James's. It's always few, incredible. A few pints at half-time. Oh, yeah, lovely, 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 lovely. 
I think we should finish off since it's the January yeah. transfer window with it was your idea I'm not going to take credit for yeah. it with two players would sell or and two players would bring in regardless of price well, to an extent to an extent yeah um, I know FFP is a thing and it's, it's a big thing for us but that, that's a, another quick thing yeah. um, why is that there's, there's always like a slight reminder of rules to people when we start to do well yeah. like VAR so, oh Newcastle did this yeah, FFP or oh, Newcastle are doing this. Can you stop them? But it's never been an issue before. But you know, I'm not going to go too much into it. I just um, like to extend a little bit more on that because I'm always seeing Eddie Howe saying, "Oh, we can't do this because of FFP," and I get that. And I know FFP is to do with the income that your club brings in as well. But how can Chelsea fork out three hundred million every single summer transfer window? And not get done for FFP. I'm not going to lie, I'd never heard of FFP before we got taken over. No, it's just interesting, isn't it, how... I never never heard of it as an issue. I don't know if that's just because we'd never had to deal with it. Maybe it's a massive thing for City, but, you know, no idea. So the two players would sell this window and two (sighs) players would have to bring in. So, I think it's pretty obvious. I've slagged them off a fair bit, Um, Wood and Longstaff. Um, probably going to get a bit of stick for Longstaff, but I just think, um, I just think you can't. You don't have the excuse that he's a young lad. You can't say he's a young lad. He's going to improve. This should be the peak of his career. And yeah, fair enough. He has some good passes. He makes some good tackles. He, he's got a high work rate. But for every one step forward, it's two steps back. He'll make a good pass and he'll fumble too. Yeah, you'll make a good tackle and you'll lose the ball twice. It's you, you can't compete with that level of inconsistency. And I'm I'm not saying he's a bad player because he does good things. Yeah, he's, he's, not just, a, he's not he's, a bad player. He's really inconsistent, and he, he must be having some blinders of training sessions to get first team starting every single week. Incredible. Or again, that could just be showing the lack of depth we have in our squad. Yeah, because when I was going through last night's the team that I thought would play last night in the cup against mm-hmm. Sheffield I think oh we might play him we might play him but then I'm thinking in midfield apart from the three we normally play we have Ellie Anderson and that yeah. is it we've got Shelby who's injured, injured still yeah and we've got uh, obviously targets but, really, injured, but it's just we just storm. don't have depth in no, midfield um, and that brings on to who I'd buy it's, it's quite obvious it was just I know we probably won't get him now, but Madison would have been a yeah. huge addition. He scores goals. He's forwards and back. He's got a good work rate as well. He's like, he's like a really good Sean Longstaff. Yes, <laughs> there's, there's idiots on Twitter who I'm always arguing with, and oh, we shouldn't get rid of Sean Longstaff because he's a hard-working Geordie lad, and <laughs> it's just it, I just don't understand it. Just because he's a Geordie lad, I, don't get me wrong. I want I want all these Geordie lads to come through the ranks and succeed oh, and win trophies, but. When they're not good enough, just because they're Geordie, doesn't mean we should keep them in the team. It's I know. Like, these people are saying he's worth, they wouldn't they wouldn't accept a hundred million quid from. <laughs> it's Sean Longstaff, man. And then when they used to say uh, he's better than Declan Rice. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I might have been guilty of that. Watching him a few games under Benitez, going, "Wow, this lad's going to set the world well, on Yeah, that was a thing. That was when he was a young player, and you were like, "Oh, he's gonna him and his brother are going to be wonder kids," and then they just stayed at the same level, if not. Regressed. Um, it's a shame for Mike Longstaff. He's just done his ACL out for Colchester and he's coming back for rehab. So wow, it's good. it's not looking good for Matty. But we're showing at least he's an, he's he is now a seasoned Premier League player, really. And 
Mm-hmm. He's just a, he's a squad player, and I could understand your reason for selling him if we get a decent yeah. offer. And another person to bring in, I, I don't, I don't have too many contenders for it, but we definitely, definitely need a left back. Yeah. If Dan Byrne, a centre back, is being picked over, Matt, Matt Target, who is a left back, then clearly Howe doesn't believe Raiden, in yeah. Matt Target. He was class when he was on loan. I don't know if it's the loan thing where you want to impress the team because you prefer it and you want to come over. And now that he's here, he's gotten comfortable. He's laid back a bit, but he just—I don't know. It's—it's not. He's—it's just a gap for me to be honest. Left back, Dan Byrne does way better in centre back. And if we had Dan Byrne playing centre back every week, then we'll have more depth there automatically because we've got Botman. Shares centre back, yeah. back now, who can also play. He's Sad. better centre half than full back, yeah. but he's not the best. But, but yeah, that that probably wraps up mine. Um, this is as far as we got last time, so hopefully no one rings us. But do you want to give yeah. yours? So for me, um, the two players I would sell, I would uh, sell Jamal Lewis more for him than for us. Oh. We're not going to get a big transfer fee for him, and I don't think we need one. Just let the lad go and play. He's not at our level. Just for his career's yeah. sake, really. I don't want his career to just <clears> end up in the reserves for Newcastle. It's not fair on him. Just get him gone because we saw last night against the League One team. He's I not think, our level. I think we need a big clear out. To be honest, um, lots of dead wood, isn't? It? Yeah, like how said he's not too focused on immediate transfers because the team's strong, and I do agree with him. We've got a strong. Lineup, but it's not deep. We need we need more players. We need more players to cover injuries, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But yeah, completely agree. And for the second player, I would sell. Um, I was tied between two, and the two were Ryan Fraser and Chris Wood. Ooh, Ryan Fraser's a good one. He's a good one, I think, because he's slowing down. He has never shown me really in the castle shirt why he should start. And is this Ryan Fraser or Chris Ryan Wood? Fraser, both really. But I think Ryan Fraser had a little good spell, but he's just he's he's been trumped by the people we've brought in. To be honest, it's the same. It's the same thing. He deserves game time elsewhere before his career ends. Um, he's, he's got quite a few years left, but but I didn't go for Ryan Fraser in the end. I went for Chris Wood. And mm, no comment. <laughs> yes, yeah. but he. Um, I like Chris Wood. He seems like hard work and lad, but. He's just, he's just appalling as a striker. He just offers no is it, confidence. Is it that he just doesn't suit our style of play? Do you think? Because we play, I think that could be it, yeah. We play quite a counter-attacking thing. They push us, and we need pace, that pushing forwards, yeah. and that's what he lacks. Maybe if we were constantly poaching, constantly sitting on the front foot, yeah. feeding in all the time, crosses, for him, crosses, crosses, maybe yeah. then he'd have a better goal rate, a bit like. He scored loads for Burnley. His record is absolutely amazing for Burnley. I think he scored ten goals a season for six seasons or yeah. something like that, which not many strikers have no, done. But he suited that kind of play. Didn't but it? I, um, I, I just we've we've always been a team that sits on the back foot and pushes forwards and score. Yeah, it's always a counter attack or a set piece or something like that. Um, but I definitely agree. I, I, I don't. I hate saying he's bad because I know yeah, that I don't he, like he's. Players he I, I really. I think when I say a player's bad, I think I mean he doesn't fit in the squad. Yeah. Would be a good player elsewhere because Longstaff, he, he is a good player, but he doesn't fit yeah. in my 
personal opinion. Yeah, I agree with you there. Who, who would you bring in then? So the two I've looked at to bring in have been linked with both of, both of them. And the first one's a young Spanish fullback called Ivan oh, Fresneda. Is, isn't he only like 18? 18 years old. He starts in La Liga for Real Valladolid. <sighs> and um, he that team is owned by Fat Ronaldo. Oh, oh right, yeah. And he looks absolutely incredible. He's been linked with Milan, Juventus, Real Madrid. He came up through Madrid's rank. I'm pretty sure I haven't... Um... His agents just pretty much marked him as sold. Yeah, that's so how strongly linked we yeah, are. They've said, they've said bye to him in that yeah. as well. He's he for me. I've watched lots of clips on YouTube and I've looked at a few of his scout reports that some people have put mm-hmm. online, and he's almost an identical replacement for Kieran Trippier. Do you reckon he could play a left back as well? Uh, yes, he has played left back before. I think he's more of a right back, but yeah. that's one of his best traits. I've got wrote down here is that he's very both footed. Which, yeah. And nowadays, with the way teams set up with inverted fullbacks like Cancelo at uh, Man City, you see how important it is for players to be able to play with both feet. <coughs> Almiron. <coughs> yeah. 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 So, and yeah, exactly. And this, this, it shows you that there's a player there that could easily be sorted in. Yeah, it's an up and coming player to replace Trippy because as much as we love Trippy, he's 31, 32 this year. Oh, it makes us sad, you know. Sad. I think class. it's a few years, but if you bring an 18 year old lad who's pushing to start, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's almost like a new generation coming in. It's like we'll we'll have someone who can. Trippier can act as a role model to him as well. He he can learn off Trippier and will basically have a carbon copy yeah, when Trippier gives, gives out. What I've wrote down about Fresneda here is a, he's a very quick player and he reminds us of Trippier when he was younger. And he's a very similar style of player, possibly without the set pieces because I don't think he hits them for Real Valladolid. Yeah, yeah. But what else I noticed is he's very physically impressive for his age at 18. A bit like Sven Botman. He's, I think he's six foot tall and he's very wide and... It very for someone that's got that kind of physique and he's quite quick, it's impressive and it shows you that he's very developed for his age and I think he's ready now to take that step up to a bigger Definitely. club. And I think that kind of player to bring in is a backup initially initially in order to then be a first teamer in years to come. Hundred percent, so. yeah. Um would you bring someone in a midfield or are you going for a more of a attacking I was very tired here because there's a few players and if you give me an option now of bringing anyone that we're linked with right now, I'll bring in Madison. I agree with you there. Yeah. But I just think he's I a bit think, out of reach at the minute. Yeah, I think he's a summer signing. I really do. Mm. And so who I have wrote down is more of a centre midfield out and out is Yuri Tielemans from Leicester. And mm-hmm. with six months left on his contract, I think he completely solidifies the midfield. He's very, very similar to Bruno. Probably not as technically gifted. No. However, he's incredibly co- progressive with the ball. He's a good depth signing, in my opinion. I don't think he boosts us forwards too much. No, but, he but he's on the same level. level. He's, yeah, he's he's a starter, a guaranteed mm. starter, and for Longstaff or someone yeah. like that. And people are saying, "Oh, but his attitude and he doesn't. He's not performing for Leicester." Well, that's yeah. why we've got Eddie Howe. Of course, he's not. Joe Linton was playing as a striker for Steve Bruce, and he's now a centre midfielder, one of the best centre midfielders in the past year. I would say in the Premier League. Yeah, and, yeah. And I just think if we bring in someone the quality, the technical quality of Yuri Tielemans, I think it improves us massively. Mm-hmm. And I think what I've got written down here is the way we play, we play uh, with one centre midfielder sat right in the middle of the park, and we, the other two centre midfielders can operate, op- almost operate as a winger. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. And, 
not always a winger, but, but I'm not Joe Linton, but yeah. like Bruno, the, definitely. Yes, yeah. and what I've got written down here is that Joe Linton and Willock, at the minute, are operating further out wide, so they cut the passing lanes for the fullback. Because yeah. if you watch us against Arsenal, we were terrified of Saka on Burn, so we constantly had Joe Linton and Willock covering up on doubling up on Saka uh, with Burn yeah. in order to stop it. And I think it with worked, that, to be honest, with that, yeah, exactly. And I think with that, you, that's something Yuri Tielemans is very, very good at. And I think, as well as that, Tielemans can play in the middle. Mm. But for me, if we brought Tielemans in, my midfield three would be Joe Linton, Bruno, and Yuri Tielemans. A hundred percent. Because then it allows you to play Tielemans and. Joe Linton is the left-hand midfielder and right-hand midfielder where they both played before and it allowed Bruno to play in the position I want him to play yeah. in the midfield of the park, dictating he's play. quick as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's so very, very quick. Keep up with Willock and Almer on. Um, I think that's also where we lack because if we have Bruno in the middle, Joe Linton and um, Longstaff on each side, don't really have anyone too quick. Yeah. Can't really keep slow. up. Longstaff on Bruno. Slow, long stuff, so. You have to rely on Bruno to do everything, and I think that takes a toll on Bruno, and it takes a toll on us because yeah. Bruno's knackered. And I think if you play that midfield three, you've got Bruno, who is the most technically gifted player I've seen ever at Newcastle. Did you see him against Arsenal with the, the flicks and that? Yeah, and you've got Bruno there in midfield. You've got Tielemans, who's also very very gifted, and you've got that hard working powerhouse of Joe Linton up and down the pitch and I think that that's a perfect setup. Right. I'm excited to see what we do. Um I think I think we'll start making signings about halfway through the month. Yeah I don't think we're gonna Maybe rush back end. Definitely not. I think he's really biding his time with it but yeah I agree. But uh, I think we'll have to set us up for the finish of this podcast. Uh, I think we'll have to uh, make some notes on the game whilst we're there. Um, watch a few replays and we'll have to feed back what we think um, and we'll catch us next week uh, thank you for listening just um, make sure you follow and leave a rating wherever you watch it yeah. and follow all our socials number 9 pod uh, and if you've if you've made it this far thank you very much <laughs> thank you goodbye bye bye